You don't know you're beautiful If only you saw what I could see You'll understand why I want you so desperately Right now I'm looking at you And I can't believe you don't know Oh, 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 oh. you don't know you're beautiful Oh, oh my oh. gosh I get my singing skills from both of them Clearly <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Ben Mead, and I'm a big-ass runner from Olympia, Washington. Welcome to the Big-Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your host, Jeff, the Clydesdale Herald. Well, great job, Ben, on that introduction. And Ben is one of our Big-Ass Runner Herd members who is very soon, hopefully, launching his very own podcast called Chasing Cutoffs. Go to Instagram and follow Ben, and his handle is Chasing Cutoffs. Really cool idea for a podcast, and Ben, we are looking forward to that launch and listening to your first several episodes. So, well, way to go, Ben. Well, welcome to the Big Ass Runner podcast. My name is Jeff Harrell. This is episode number 89, and we have a great show for you today. In segment one, our nutrition expert, Eve Pearson, is back, and we're going to talk about nutrition. Lots of really good information that I've found. I've been working with Eve, and we're going to share some of that amazing information with the Big S Runner Herd. I think you're really going to enjoy that, particularly if you feel like Nutrition is something you just got to get a better handle on, like myself. And then in segment number two, Marcy Baser is back. We have a very special segment with her. It's called Ask Marcy. We asked the Big S Runner Herd to send in questions to Ask Marcy. You all did not disappoint with your questions. And I think you're going to really enjoy that segment as well. But before we get to the show, You guys know what big fans of Path Projects we are here at the Big S Runner. I wear it head to toe. If if they made shoes, I'd wear their shoes, but they don't. But head to toe, pretty much. They don't make socks either. I would wear their socks. But they have come out with a couple of new items I want to make sure that you're aware of. First of all, and by the way, summer is coming up. We hit the 90s in Texas this week. And I love my Wheeler shorts that Path put out last year. Well, they've just now introduced five colors in the Wheeler shorts. These are made of that great material that Path is known for, but you can wear these. You could run in them, you can hike in them, or you can just wear them out on the town. They are awesome shorts. And check out these colors. They've got khaki. They've got gray. They've got phantom, which I think might be my favorite. It's like a charcoal gray. And they've got jet black, and if you're really bold, they have stone, which is kind of a a light version, almost a white, kind of an off-white. So the Wheeler FT shorts, I highly, highly recommend those. Five colors to choose from now. This is brand new, hot off the press. Let the big-ass runner herd know before anybody else. And then one of the things I love when I wear and run in my Path Project shorts is the fact that the shorts and the liners are separate. Each does their job, and they just came out with a new base liner for hot weather, and I've already ordered mine. These are the Lynx PD, so the Lynx PD base liner, and I got the 5-inch version, but 
awesome. Wore it for the first time. Absolutely awesome. So Wheeler Shorts and the Lynx PD. Make sure you go to pathprojects.com and check that out. If you love the latest in gear, pathprojects.com. But with that, let's get going on episode number 89. Big ass Well, now joining us on the Big Ass Runner Hotline is our nutrition expert, Eve Pearson. Eve, welcome back to the show. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me again. So excited to have you on. And we've, we've started working together a few weeks. It felt like last week, but you reminded me it was, it was over a month ago where we sat down. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we talked about you know my goals. And, and I, I've been sharing on this show for quite a while. I feel like I've got a few weaknesses, but one of my most glaring is around nutrition and fueling. And there's always that little extra weight that I've been wanting to lose. And so super excited to, to work with you and resolve some of that weakness. So I'm really excited to share with the Big Ass Runner Herd, you know, some of the things that I've been learning. And then we'll, we'll talk about quite a few different things. But I thought we'd start with with that initial session. And we sat down and, you know, we, you took some measurements. And and based on my, you know, my size and kind of the, the things that I do for work, I thought what was interesting is there was a certain number of calories that I would burn just to be alive and then that I would burn just in my everyday activity, not not taking in consideration, you know, running or lifting or anything like that. And, and why is right. why is that number so important? Well, a couple of reasons. One is I'm looking at your age, your height, your weight, current weight, your gender, your body fat numbers, and all of these things are included in making the calculation to figure out that number. And then also if your work is sedentary or not, because, you know, some of us do sit at desks all day and then other people may have a little bit more of an active lifestyle through their job. And so your number happens to be relatively high, which is around 2,400 calories to, you know, just get through a typical life and work day. So a lot of people think they deserve way less calories than they really do. And so when they're trying to address this on their own, they will generally try to undereat or underfuel versus giving themselves, you know, what they actually need. One of the few benefits of being a bigger guy is I get to consume more calories. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> and I think that number was important because, and we landed at 2,400, like you said, for my just every day, if, I, if I'm not working out, if I'm just working my normal job and doing things around the house, 2,400 calories. And then, you know, you asked me, what are, what are my goals? Is it rapid weight loss? Is it more gradual weight loss so I can get to that ideal weight? And then based on that, you said, okay, if, if it's more gradual then whatever you do running, working out, that's going to be your deficit versus going lower than that 2,400 number. Correct. And I thought that was interesting too, because I think a lot of times we feel like we need to go in a deficit regardless, just to, just to get that weight off faster. But I think for me, that slower weight loss is important. And do you see that to be true for a lot of people, because you know, you hear yo-yo dieting, people lose weight, they gain it back. Is that slower, gradual, or does it just kind of depend on the person and their goals? I think it depends on the person and their goals, but um, you also brought up a, another goal that you had when you came in, which included muscle gain. And you didn't have a problem 
if we were losing body fat and gaining muscle at the same time and, and the, the weight itself, the number on the scale wasn't super, super important to you. And so that's why I decided to go with that gradual because some people need a little bit more motivation in terms of following a plan and starting something new and making changes to their lifestyle and their diet. And so I would have to be a little bit more aggressive with their, you know, their fat loss goal and their like seeing the number on the scale change because otherwise I'm going to lose them. You know, I'm going to lose their interest. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. And when we looked at my meal plan, basically, if you think about, okay, you've got 2,400 calories that I can use in a day, three meals a day plus a snack. So that's 700 calories per meal and then a snack of approximately 300. That would get me to my 2,400. And Eve, is that the formula you usually use is, is balancing the meals out or you know making sure you get three or does it depend if you're an athlete, non-athlete? How does that 2,400 typically work? Yeah, that's a good question. When I look at people's lifestyles and how many hours they are awake every day and the fact that I'm working with athletes and people who exercise on a daily basis, you know, every one of them really needs to be eating three meals a day at the very minimum, if not with a couple of snacks or at least one snack like yours. So I think that the easiest way to go about it, because most people are going through their day just eating very minimal calories and energy at breakfast and then maybe a little bit bigger lunch and then a really big dinner and then snacking after dinner. That's a very common theme that I see with athletes, right? And that's for whatever reason. It's because they're hungry at night because they didn't eat enough during the day. It's because they didn't put enough thought into like, what am I going to eat for breakfast? So they're just kind of grabbing and going through the day. And then once they get home, it's just kind of a free for all. So many different reasons why people would eat that way. But if you think about our lifestyle and the fact that we really need to be fueling our work day, our brains to go through work every day, and then also our exercise, whether it be in the morning or the afternoon, you know, we're not exercising through the night. Yeah. So we really need to try to pull some of those calories up and, and try to make three square meals at least um, through the day. If, you know, somebody was, say, working out in the morning, and they were running a calorie restriction like you are right now that lose a little bit of body fat, they might need to eat breakfast as their biggest meal in the day to recover their workout uh, and then and then kind of titrate their day off in calories. But I find that to be very difficult for people to follow. So I kind of start with what we did, which is the three meals and then kind of working in the snacks. And then we just kind of assess or reassess, so to speak, how is that going? Like, how are we doing with that? you know, what's happening? Is it working? Because one thing about nutrition is that it has to become a lifestyle thing. It's not like a, I'm going on this diet to lose weight because if that's the mindset, then the weight's going to come back. Right. That's right. So I got to figure out like, okay, let's start here and let's see what happens and what works, what doesn't work. And then let's tweak and go forward because I need this to work for what's going on in your life right now. That's right. I think a lot of us just resonated with that lost lost some weight doing this kind of radical diet, and then <laughs> you change. It's like it's that's not sustainable. So you go back to the way you're eating, and you gain it right back, and then you get really frustrated, and that cycle can go over and right. over. Something that you said I think is really important. This is a mind shift change for me, or mindset change for me, which is that f- that food is really fuel, and what are you fueling? And I think I mentioned this to you too when when we first met. This I you know 
intermittent fasting is really popular. And I said, what about intermittent fasting? And you said, well, Jeff, you, if you don't eat after 7 p.m. and you don't eat breakfast until 6 or your 7, you have gone 12 hours. That is a that is a fast period of, of a fast. You need to start fueling your body again for work, for your activities and things like that. So I think making that shift of I'm just eating versus I'm fueling things, and it could be your your training regimen, it could be your, your work day. Like you said, your brain needs fuel to think and process and all that. I think that was a mind shift change that I needed to make. Yeah. And we're all going through life and we're on these training schedules and we follow what our coaches tell us to do or what our training schedules say to do. So why don't we think about nutrition that way? Right? Exactly. And there were two other things I thought I want to, and we're going to dive into a little bit in terms of training while also maybe wanting to lose a little bit of weight. But there were two other things I thought were really interesting as I thought about those 2,400 calories that I have and that 700 calories per meal. The first one is you talked about ratio. So making sure that every meal would have, you know, a certain amount of protein, a certain amount of carbs and a certain amount of healthy fat. Cause I, I can tell you, I, I've never thought of a meal that way. I just think of what am I eating and maybe I'll try to throw some vegetables in there. But I, I think that was a, a, another mind shift for me. So why is a ratio so important for every meal? So one thing I think to look at when we're eating food is that our bodies can only store a certain amount of carbohydrate and protein in them, like in our cells and, you know, to use in that moment to build tissues or to fuel, you know, for muscles or brain or whatever. So if we're overeating portion wise, if we're overeating carbohydrates and protein in one meal even, then the fat that we ate in that meal is just going to become stored as adipose tissue in our body. So we're just going to store more fat. We're going to use the carbon protein that we ate. So the idea behind the balance of getting the right carbohydrate, protein, and fat in each meal is to give your body fuel for like the next few hours and make sure your body can use that fuel and not store it too much, especially if your goal is fat loss and not muscle gain, right, by itself, because in a muscle gain goal, you're actually trying to put weight on, so it's a little bit different than a fat loss goal. But the idea is just give your body the calories and the energy that it's going to use over the next few hours, and let's not store any of this. Makes total sense. And do you, do you tend to see people will get too, too many carbs, not enough protein, not enough fat, or what do you tend to see? What's typical for a, for a standard, okay. standard American diet? Well, I, okay, for sure, I would say fat is, remains a big issue. Like eating too much fat remains a big issue. You know, we go through phases. I think two, two answers to your question. One is we go through phases depending on what the media is telling us at the moment as to whether carbs are bad or good or, you know, whatever. And so we'll be a little bit more conscious about different macronutrients and, and our choices will reflect that. But also I think it depends on the meal. So people generally undereat protein at breakfast and they overeat protein at dinner. That's mm. what I see pretty common. So they would eat a more carb dense, heavy breakfast or fat even because there's bacon and sausage and cheese and eggs and things like that that are part of breakfast that would result in a higher fat meal yeah. versus at dinner, people tend to be a little bit more conscious about that and they're eating like, you know, 10 ounce portions of meat. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, chicken and, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're way over eating the protein. So 
it really probably is traditionally going to depend on what meal it is that they're eating and whether they're eating out or not. That's another thing, you know, we've talked about quite a bit is just people are just really highly unaware of how much fat is in the food at restaurants. And so while you look at a meal and you're starting to see it a little differently, where it's like a carbohydrate, a protein, a fat, well, you eat out at a restaurant and there's about three fats there that you don't even see, <laughs> you know, because of how they cook the food. Absolutely. And that, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about because we you said, hey, Jeff, where because I think what was great is you really took what I normally eat because at my office, I'm in my office Tuesdays and Thursdays, they cater food in and you say, well, let's work with what, what they're, you know, they're feeding you. So, you know, one day's fajitas, here's how you do that. If another day is a scent box sandwich, here's how you do that. And then you asked me, where do you tend to eat out? And one of our favorite restaurants, because it's close and we like it, is 54th Street. So you pulled up the menu and we looked through the calorie counts for some of their entrees and things. And I think there were my, maybe two that even came close to 700 calories. And so I think that's the other thing I wanted to talk a little bit about is in, this may be, you know, I know we have a lot of listeners in, around the world, including Latvia. It's, this is maybe more of an American thing, but I feel like our our portion sizes and our meals are way more bigger calories than we ex, or that we think they are. And so portion control and just size of of our meals is, is a big issue. It is. And the information is starting to become more available. I don't know that people are really using it for what it is. So a lot of times when I work with people, um, we kind of have to let that mindset, this is what's really hard. So I'm teaching you, Hey, I need you to eat carbohydrate, protein, and fat every time you eat. But when you go to a restaurant, I just need you to follow a calorie count because you are not going to be able to get the balance in the meal and, and see, remember you're a 700 calorie meal. Somebody else may be 400, yeah. right? So imagine being that person trying to go to that restaurant and finding a 400 calorie meal, right? So, you know, at a restaurant, it's like, I'm just going to try to eat my 400 calories or my five or my seven or whatever that number is that I'm trying to target because the meal itself is likely going to be 50% fat anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to have to, basically just make some decisions here. Like, okay, how often am I going to do this? Well, you go every week, you know, to that restaurant at least every week. And so it's like, okay, it's once a week, no big deal. Let's just get through it and just eat the 700. And sure, it's going to be a high fat meal. It's not a big deal. But if that's every day, then we really need to start kind of reducing the amount of times that particular restaurant happens and try to find something different or just make some very different orders from the menu, like try to come up with our own meal, even if it's not on the menu, like things like that. I think the goal is not to say, oh, you can't go out out and eat or you can't, you know, you can't have fun, but it's how do you adapt to that? How do you modify so so that you can do those things, but still maintain, you know, your, your fueling and your nutrition that you're trying to, because we looked at, like I said, we looked at that 54th street menu and we, we looked just at entrees and they tended to be 12, 15, 1700 calories. Yeah. And that's not including, and I'm sure we've never done this, the, the queso and the chips <laughs> and the bread and the calamari and all the, in the, in the alcohol. So man, I guess like, man, how many calories were we consuming on a date, right. on a date night? And now we'll go and we'll actually split an entree. So you know, we're being, we're being frugal too. Now we're actually going to split an entree and not order all those things and still have a, you know, a great evening. <laughs> but not, you know, not kill our whole calorie intake in one meal. 
Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it too, because when you are trying to watch calorie intake, you're also watching your financial budget because you're not, you know, spending quite as much money on the selections, right? So that's a good thing that comes with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially the the alcohol part that could end up in a hurry. Well, those are, yeah, those were two things I think as we sat down and we, we walked through, you know, how I would eat during a day. I think, I think the ratio thing was really impactful for me and also understanding just the calories at some of these restaurants we go to. Well, let's transition into, I think this is one of the topics we wanted to hit in this particular conversation. And Eve, we'll have you back periodically because there's so many things I would love to talk to you about. But I think we wanted to talk about how do you, if, if, for someone like me, I want to lose some weight. I know I've got some weight to lose. I do want to gain a little bit of muscle, but I think overall I'll, I'll definitely need to lose some weight to get to that December A race that I really want to be in prime condition for. How do you train? How do you fuel and still lose a little bit of weight in the process? I would say that like you did, which is awesome. You came to me at a time where that it was a good time for you to work on this, right? Your race is in December. We've got time before the the training ramps up. And so your 16 or 20 week training cycle, that's going to happen, you know, down the road here pretty quick. It's not started yet. So we can make some adjustments with your coach, of course, to training to where you're not training too much. Because one thing that happens is if you are trying to lose body fat and weight and you run too much of a deficit, in calories, your body is going to make you like force you to make up those calories where it's like, say you go run 14 miles on Saturday or 16 or whatever. And you really like that you burned 1600 calories or whatever your number is. And you try to run the deficit that day because, you know, long runs make our appetite suppressed. So it's kind of easy not to eat because we don't feel super hungry sometimes. And then you know, you wake up Monday morning and you're going to eat the whole house down, right? Because <laughs> you ran that deficit on, on Saturday thinking, oh, this is awesome. I burned all these calories. Like I really, you know, I'm excited about this. This is how I'm going to lose weight. Well, then you go and make those calories up on Monday, which is your off day, right? Yes. <laughs> and so you, you, you can't do that, right? And lose body fat. So the way I recommend doing it is like you run, you run the slight deficit on the shorter training days throughout the week where we can keep the deficit contained, meaning, you know, you're running, you know, a five to 700 calorie deficit versus a 14 or 16 or 2000 calorie deficit. And then your body turns around and strikes out against you and says, Hey, you're going to make these calories up. Right. But that's how I do it. And I I think that's what you're asking. It's a safe way to do it. And it makes you still be able to work out and still get your training sessions in. Um, Of course, shorter, albeit shorter training sessions, but and then you just knock your goal out and be done with it as opposed to like you're constantly under fueling for your training and, you know, you're trying to spend a whole year doing the goal. And it's like, why don't we just carve out, you know, one, two, three, four months to knock out the fat loss goal. And and then you can kind of enter into this phase of training where it's like, oh, I'm really getting to fuel my body now. I get to eat as many calories as I'm burning. And your timing is still going to be the same, right? We're still going to eat breakfast, lunch and dinner. We're just going to add a whole lot more snacks in when you're, you know, getting to eat more calories later. And when you told me about that, this idea that on those big calorie output days, those long runs on Saturday to make sure you're you're eating up to, you know, kind of that calorie count. And if you don't, your body will make it up 
that was eye opening because I've always tried to do that. Like, oh man, I ran this, you know, 10 miles and I hardly ate anything. I'm losing all this weight. And then I've got the munchies like crazy on Monday and Tuesday. And you're like, why do I have the munchies like crazy? This makes so much sense. Your body's basically saying, I need more calories to function like I'm used to functioning. And I'm going to make it up somehow. And that's going to be through munchies or, you know, like you said, pizza shows up at work and also yeah. like your self-control is out the window. Yeah. yeah, It makes so much sense. Or tips, treats. It doesn't matter. It can be anything. It's like, oh, I'm just going to go eat some of that in the break room. At, well, and I will, I'll be sitting in my office and I'll, I'll just have this craving to go down to the snack bar and, you know, grab something. I'm like, well, I haven't had this craving before. Why? And this, this, I feel like this explains a lot. <laughs> this explains <laughs> there a you lot. go. And then also in terms of just kind of that, that slower, so making sure that you're, you know, during the, the week when you're not maybe running as much or, or, you know, hitting those higher calorie deficit days. So you've got a, a smaller deficit, your body can, can handle that. So you're losing weight, losing body fat a little more slowly. Would you say that's, that's more ideal anyway, because it's more of a gradual lifestyle kind of thing? Does that tend to work together? It is, but it's also, you know, when it's going slow like that, that you're actually losing body fat and it's not water weight loss or muscle loss. Oh, got it. So that's the other part is when we start seeing like huge body weight losses, like 20 pounds in a month and very quick, you know, results, then it is not fat loss because fat loss, you know, it can't happen that fast. It just won't. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. And I don't know anybody that just actively wants to lose muscle. I mean, every once in a while, I have somebody that, you know, is a mesomorph body type, which I won't go into body types today, but say they, you know, played soccer in college or cheer or some sport where muscle was important for them to have. And now they're trying to change their body in a way that they're trying to, you know, lose the muscle to trim up to say run or whatever. Like I see that every once in a while or like a cyclist who doesn't want their upper body weight to be, you know, just added. So they'll actively try to lose muscle. Well, I don't recommend that, but I can't, you know, stop them. But most people, we're trying to hang on to all the muscle we can. Definitely. Especially as I age, I've noticed it's harder and harder to do that. So totally agree with that. Well, the last thing I want to hit on, we had a, we had a touch base yesterday, a check-in. It was a one month after our initial meeting, and I told you I was about a D, D-plus student because I hadn't hadn't measured my body fat like I was supposed to. I've stuck pretty well to the plan with some exceptions. I, I had a stomach bug weekend before last. And then this past weekend, my daughter had a, a baby shower and, and I kind of maybe ate a few more carbs and sweets than I should have. But even that, I'm still seeing really good, you know, gradual results. And so I think, you know, this stuff, this stuff definitely works. But one question I have for you, Eve, as you work with different personalities and kind of help people get to their goals, do you kind of have to change the way you work with people to, to know, okay, Jeff's definitely a people pleaser. I want to make sure I say, Jeff, I need you to lose this amount of weight by this day. Like, how do you work with different personalities? I know people are listening right now are like, what's going to work for me? How do I do this? How, how do you do that? I think just through questioning, of course, and you you were actually really good about coming out and saying very directly that you're a people pleaser. So sometimes it takes me a little bit of time to figure out, you know, is this person intrinsically motivated or extrinsically motivated? 
you know, do they need accountability, like check-ins, like more weekly versus monthly? Or do they just need a plan to follow because maybe their engineer brain says like, oh, I've got a plan. I'm going to follow it, (laughs) you know, or, you know, maybe they need sometimes, you know, if food is a means of coping, it's a coping mechanism. Sometimes we need to resort to counseling. And that's obviously not my, you know, expertise, but we have to get some help on that side of it to see like, hey, can we replace food with another coping behavior that's positive? So there's, you know, everybody's different. And especially when it comes to a weight loss goal, you know, we're, we're all, we've got a lot of baggage, you know, everybody does from, you know, who knows when. And a lot of our eating habits start when we're kids and what happened when we were growing up. And then, you know, now that we're on our own doing our own thing, we don't really realize that some of those habits came from then. And so it's just, it's interesting to see the different personalities and, just how people respond to, do you need directions or do you need me to walk you through this a little bit better? Yep, absolutely. And if you're a people pleaser, then we just have to figure out, okay, well, what happens when Eve's not here anymore? Who are we going to be pleasing? Right, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, yeah, because we're going to be pleasing Jeff. <laughs> exactly. Um, or Allison or somebody else, you know, but it's one of those things where we got to figure that out over the time that we work together so that once that I'm not there anymore, that it stays. Absolutely. And I think, I think there's been a couple of things that have been helpful. One is because you worked with me in, in what I do in my day to day. So you, what are you currently eating? What do you, you know, what meals are provided at work and working within that framework, not saying, Oh, you got to buy all new meals or change everything. That's, that's made it a little bit easier. But I also think just information in my brain has been helpful, meaning, you know, I do have those meals going, okay, I need to think about ratios. I, I don't <laughs> want to have rice and chips. That's two carbs. Let's, let's do yeah. more protein. Let's add, add the, you know, the mixed vegetables in there for some, car- you know, I think information is, is important. And then I think, you know, if you do mess up, don't mess up again. Like don't take the wrong step again. Just get back on track. You know, we're all, yeah. gonna, we're all going to mess up. We're, you know, it's not gonna be a perfect day. But just get right back on track and don't compound it by having two bad days in a row or three bad days or just throwing your hands up and going, well, I just can't do this. Kind of get right yeah. back. I think that's true for anything. But for, you know, I found that for my training too. It's like, oh, I missed a training day. I feel bad. I'm will get back out there tomorrow. It'll be fine. I think the perfectionist in myself and other listeners, we tend to think of things in black and white. It's like, if I'm following this, then I'm going to follow it at 150%. And if I'm not following it, I'm off. So there are the Monday starters or the January one starters, right? It's like, oh, well, I can't do this until I can do it perfect. (laughs) And so, you know, so I deal with that a lot, obviously. But yeah, it's, it's so different for everybody. And it, it, I know that it sounds difficult, right? In theory, like losing weight and losing body fat, it sounds like a very difficult process and daunting, but it doesn't have to be if we don't think of it that way. If we think of it in a you know, hey, this is going to be a lifestyle that I'm about to choose to go in on and I'm going to start making some small changes and over the next year, I'm going to knock this out and be done with it. Yep. It's just like training for an ultra. Like, well, I, I can't run three miles right now. How can I possibly run 32? But you know, over time, you can. You make those little step changes and over time you get there. And I think, I think, I think nutrition is a lot like that. It is. 
E, this has been awesome. I so appreciate you sharing this expertise with the Big Ass Runner Herd. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? We are on social media. We're a little bit better on Facebook than Instagram, but we're you know working on our Instagram email website, NutriWorksInc.com. So any of those ways work just fine. And I do want to add NutriWorks Inc. Because I think I the first time put just NutriWorks. So NutriWorksInc.com oh, okay. is important to know. Well, thanks so much, Eva. We're going to have you back from time to time. Thank you for helping me. <laughs> move forward with my nutrition goals and and sharing your expertise with the big ass runner herd. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. And next time I see you, you're going to be a C student, not a D student. Remember that part. A step at a time. Yeah. I won't even, I won't even say A or B. If I can be a C, that's, that's progress. (laughs) That's good. Yes. Well, thanks. Okay. We'll we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, one of the things we absolutely love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just making it happen. And this week, we don't have a person. We have many people. We actually have a location. Sneaking into the top 10 list in terms of cities that listen to this podcast, and maybe because they saw that we gave a shout out to their their friends over in Australia, but Auckland, New Zealand, the Kiwis have made the top 10 in terms of listeners of this show. New Zealand is absolutely on my bucket list of places to visit. So thank you guys so much for listening to this show. We so appreciate it. And we're going to run the trails out in New Zealand together sometime soon. Big shout out and kudos to Auckland, New Zealand. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Bazers. Yeah. Hi, guys. Oh, Timmy time. Whoa, oh, there I am. Time. Took over. <laughs> What's up, Pepe? We got to get Charlie's uh, walk up. Charlie's here with us, too. I am. Amazing. Hi, Chuckles. Hi, Mom. Let's hear you sing a song, Charlie. Yeah, sing us something, Charlie. <laughs> You don't know you're beautiful If only you saw what I could see You'll understand why I want you so desperately Right now I'm looking at you And I can't believe you don't know Oh, 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 oh. you don't know you're beautiful Oh, oh my oh. gosh I get my singing skills from both of them Clearly <laughs> And I, I, I'm, I'm sensing a new album so Oh yes, name the vocal style. Oh yeah, name that That'd band That'd be One Direction Oh, oh. Oh, well man, done. the maestro. That's right. I know my One Direction. I know my boy bands. Yeah. I, I like boy, boy bands. bands. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of that. This thing's hanging tough. Uh, that would be... Uh, uh, Sing the song, Tim. Yeah, how does that go? Whoa, whoa. Backstreet Boys. Hanging tough. No. New kids on the block. Knock kebab. Yep, knock kebab. That's what I call them, knock kebab. Knock kebab.
Oh my goodness. Well, we're excited to have you heard all three voices just then. Marcy, Timmy Time, and Charlie. Yeah. Can they call you Chuck? Of course. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> Everyone calls me Chuck. I know. So cool. It's cool. just cool. I remember the it's... first time you said Chuck. I'm like, oh, that's just cool. <laughs> it's for Chuckling Charlie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I thought it was short for Charlie. Yeah. Chuckling Ooh. Charlie. Okay. It's for right. Chuckles. And then Chuckles. what it's a Chuck. Oh, she has so many different nicknames. I got a yeah. lot. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I asked the big ass runner herd for questions i thought you know what would be fun to do with marcy oh gosh we did an ask me anything pointed my direction a few weeks ago i thought man it would be fun to have marcy go through the same amazing experience (laughs) so i put out on the instagrams is that how you say it charlie the instagrams yeah okay Mm -hmm. sure on a story oh it's a story yeah i know i just opposed there's a story I said, ask Marcy anything. What is your question? We got tons, tons of questions in. Oh, my goodness. Marcy, these are hard-hitting. These are hard-hitting questions. All right. Is it going to be shameful for me to answer any of these? No, these are all... Possibly. These are all... You need to do it in your uh, Geraldo Rivera voice. I don't have one of those. Well, you have every voice. Uh Uh-uh. No, just John Travolta. All right. You got to do it in in John Travolta then. Do the whole interview in John Travolta. Did you say, who's John John Travolta? Travolta. (laughs) (laughs) Sandy, you know the guy that talks like this. From Greece? I just felt attacked. Danny, I thought you moved to Australia. <laughs> All right. You ready? I'm not going to do All that right, voice. That would be this. annoying for everyone, <laughs> including myself. Including myself. Uh, All right. Gene wants to know, hey, since running is stupid, what activity do you enjoy that would be enhanced by comfort stations? Sleeping. <laughs> I love to sleep. And if I rolled over and there would be other comfort stations there, like maybe if I kind of woke up, there was someone to rub my feet so I went back to sleep, that would be incredible. Someone yeah. to bring you breakfast in bed. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh. Then breakfast with a little, I like that. I a little like chopper special in bed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, so, yeah, sleeping. sleeping. And yeah. You know how long it took you to think of that? Not long at all. I mean, that was instantaneous. It was, instant. it was I, instantaneous. Yeah. I have not seen these questions, people. These are no. these are just coming straight from the heart. That is Sorry, <laughs> Gene. <laughs> no, that was a great question, Gene. I appreciate uh, that question. That was a really good question. All right. Good answer. Good answer. Okay, Jay wants to know, when are you running your first trail race? Does the Mars, does the oh, MB Haffer count? Heck yeah, it's on a trail. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a race. So, Jay, I'd like to cordially invite you out to the MB Haffer, where you will be watching me run my first trail race. Nice. Yes. Can you give me a picture? We're thinking maybe 2023. Yeah, I need a train. That feels like I'm gonna need some time. Sort of a, oh wait, there's you training. There you go. And you'll be hearing this running is stupid the whole running time. Is stupid. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Okay, oh, yeah. so the Thank MB Haffer, big news to share at some point when we actually put that thing well, on no, the calendar. She may be at Lake Murray with us. Ooh, who knows? Wow. Well, I mean, I might experience. be there. Yeah. I don't think I'll be running. Well, it. if you show up, you, there's always a chance you'll run. There's true. No. I, you know what? I could help somebody in that last ha- last halfer. That's true. Oh, She's willing them. to pace I could people. I pace him the last half. As long as you're wow. not going over what mile per 
Oh, hour. you need to be around fifteen. No, no, no. For a halfer, you can you can <laughs> run like an eight minute pace for a halfer. Uh, no, oh, no. nice. It's if she wow. wants to. Though. Yeah, is the desire there? I'm gonna help Charlie's that person who is mm-hmm. walking in and thinking I'm not gonna finish. I'm like, you know what? I'll walk it with you. <laughs> and, you know what? I'll share a Fig Newton with them, maybe. I don't know. One of those sandy fat Fig Newtons. <laughs> fig Newtons are delicious, by the way. Underrated. Lemon Oreos. Oh, wow. Those are good. Yeah, now those you're are talking. tasty. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good question, Jay. Now, the next one comes from Kelly. Okay, Kelly. Kelly wants to know, where did you get your laugh <laughs> well, I was born with it, Kelly. I... <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't acquire it? No, but I can tell you my child can find me anywhere in a store when I've oh, gone missing. 100%. She just listens for it. And yep. I'm, I'm rattling some stranger with my loud, obnoxious laugh somewhere. We can find her in a city. Yeah. Oh, really? A whole yeah. city? A whole mall. <laughs> yeah. Loser in the mall all of a sudden. Oh, ho, 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 Founder. That's a pretty good impersonation. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you really did get me on that. So you don't have like the same laugh as your mom or anything like that? Oh, my mom kind of has a loud, obnoxious laugh too. Oh, that's a whole story. Oh boy, oh boy. open the can of worms. <laughs> making fun of our mother's laughing and now... It's come full circle. <laughs> it has come full circle, <laughs> as yes. it always does. Uh, as it always does. As yes. it will at the MB half. We'll come MB full circle on that one, too. Oh, heck yeah. All right. That's good, Kelly. Thank you for that question. Coach Greg sent in oh. a question. He wants to know, what product does Timmy Time put in his long hair? Water. <laughs> Water. Yeah. Until he dries I, his hands. My lousy, I've been trying to get some product in that boy's hair, and he won't do it. It, it looks amazing right I now. Know. Is that just water? water? Just water. Well, there's a little sweat. Oil. I worked out. Oh, great. <laughs> oil Gross. in that. No. He no. worked out. Did you not bathe he, after you working out? He doesn't no, bathe. I'll get in the hot tub tonight. Uh, he bathes hot, in the hot tub. Hot tub is bathing. There's chlorine. Yeah, you should see our hot tub. There's it's quite disgusting. the ring. It's a bunch what? of bees. Bees. Oh, we, like, do have a bee we have like twelve bees in the hot tub. Oh, like stinging bees. Yeah, stinging oh, bees. Stinging bees. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that was a good question, though. Yeah. Greg, sorry, Greg. It, water. I mean, water. Yeah. I, I don't know where you're going to be able to find water. that. <laughs> where, where do you get that? Amazon? Where do, Prime? You probably have. Prime. I can sell them some. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, here we're going back to the laughter. Okay. okay. John wants to know. Marcy, what makes you laugh the most? I feel like everything makes me laugh, but what really... That's great. Well... That's a good quality. It, I like to laugh. Laughing's my favorite. Charlie <laughs> makes me laugh quite a bit, I will say. Yes. I'm laughing with and at her. Chuckles. Often. <laughs> um, you know what? Other people laughing. I think oh, if other people laugh. start laughing, it makes me laugh. I can just walk up in a conversation and people are laughing and I'm kind of looking around going, ha, 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 ha. And before I know it, it's really rolling. <laughs> Was it kind of like, did you see Stand By Me? Remember that movie? Oh, yeah. Where he eats the pie. Oh, and then the throw up scene. And he, he, <laughs> yeah, and he throws up and then everyone else starts throwing, throwing up. up. It's kind of like much. that, but different. Yeah, but, but different. very different. It's, but like better. Yeah, much more pleasant. Much more, exactly. <laughs> So laughing makes you laugh the most. And Charlie. And Charlie. Okay. I'm hilarious. Yes. Man, you She's are hilarious. A funny girl. I think El Jefe makes you laugh quite a bit, too. Uh, That's, That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I do you. a lot of yeah. laughing you if you have. And thank your wife. You. Yes. My wife is Sweet very funny. Sweet Allison. 
very funny. I need to get her on the show again. I know. We Good luck. We try every night. One time. <laughs> yeah. I know. And everyone's enjoyed that when she was on. She I know. On the show. She's amazing. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. Okay. Thank you, John, for that one. This is from Kara. Kara wants to know, when are you getting your own podcast? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Wait a minute. Ouch. <laughs> I'm too busy sleeping and laughing to do a podcast. <laughs> and me to put product in my hair. Yeah, I'm worried about Tim's I think, hair. <laughs> I think that's the podcast, the Sleeping and Laughing Podcast by MB. Just uh, noises by Marcy. Noises yeah. by Marcy. Yeah, apparently I started snoring last night. Tim, Re- or Timmy night time. before. You sure it was what Marcy? He claims. I don't know. The dog snores a lot in there, too. Yeah, it's but, probably yeah. Bendy. I wouldn't have heard myself. <laughs> you don't think so? No. You would have heard Bendy though. Yeah. Yeah, Bendy. No, it was Marcy. She was out sleeping on her back. <laughs> <laughs> she laughs in her sleep. Well, there you go. Laughs in her sleep. That's a that's a quality right there. That's a talent. Happy girl. That is awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you for that, Kara. When are you getting your, You didn't answer the question. <laughs> but, there's no way I'm going to do my own podcast. Hey, I'm like doing it. it with you. I'll produce it. <laughs> I'm down. Uh, I'm a good sidekick. I'm not a full-time hustle. Well, neither am I. Let's yeah, be honest. You are. <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. All right. Uh, uh, let's change the subject. Um, <laughs> that's hurtful. Yes. So hurtful. A little wounded over here. Uh, G- Jeannie wants to know. What would you sing at karaoke night, and can we hear a little bit of it? Oh, oh. islands in the stream, that, that is what we are. are. No, no one, one in between. between, how can we be wrong? Sail away with me to another world, and we'll rely on each other. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, where's, hey. it? where's my lap? Where's my Oh, that's I, not the no, I'm, I'm not laughing. Do, I can't find applause. clapping. I'm clapping for Thank you, Mom. Thank you, honey. <laughs> I'm trying to find the... I don't have a clapping noise or I do that. That was, that was amazing. That's good. That's gonna, my girl. I'm going to take not that. Spirit in the Sky? I, that was just the first song that came to my oh. mind. And actually, Spirit in the Sky would be a little tough to do. I'm saving that one for my funeral. No, that's my karaoke at your funeral. <laughs> that, the, your karaoke at my funeral. Oh, you're yeah. going to do karaoke at your yeah. mom's funeral. Oh, we're gonna we party talked about this up. last night. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we you talked about Yeah, we did. <laughs> we actually it sounds did. like there's plans in place. There is. <laughs> she wants a party. And I said, instead of me doing a sad speech, I'm going to sing Spirit in the Sky. It's oh, my favorite song. I love that her idea. Favorite song. Yeah. Okay. Spirit in the Sky. And then just drop the mic and walk out. Nice. Yeah, that'll be the end of it. Well, I was going to say, Hi, I'm, Mom. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but I probably won't see that. So. <laughs> we all know Marcy's outlasted uh, me for sure. <laughs> got that anchor around my neck. All right, here we go to uh, the next question. Thank you for that, Jeannie, by the way. We got her to sing. Didn't take any arm twisting. <laughs> no, no, just belted that Didn't out. Didn't take any arm twisting. All right, Jen wants to know. Ooh, this is going to be an interesting one. Oh, Jen. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Charlie, you prepared for this answer? Uh-oh. What's your biggest pet peeve your biggest pet peeve cracking knuckles it looks uh, like charlie yeah charlie be. did that kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies the knuckle mm-hmm. cracking especially when she goes down and starts doing her toes <laughs> oh i just did my toes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do not like that my daughter you know ava neck. ava can crack every bone in her body oh. it is amazing oh my goodness oh it just it kind of makes my stomach roll a little bit i don't like it i don't like it at all 
She does it anyways. I, I do it when she's she does mad it at me. Too. She does I'll it like, at me. Get at oh, like point it right at hey, her. Mom, hey, mom. Check uh, that out. Yeah. Check, check oh. out this action. <laughs> Watch this. Oh. 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 oh so cracking I, my, the knuckles yeah, is a pet peeve. Any others oh. that you want to just get out on the table literally right um, now? Super loud chomping and chewing with the mouth open. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, one for me too. Yeah, I think everybody, nobody cares for that. <laughs> you did that, Dad. <laughs> Eating hygiene in general Something smacking me or yeah it's there's a lot going or, on there. or talking with your mouth yeah. notice i'm not full. looking at these two while i'm yeah, saying it <laughs> i'm not making any eye contact with them we both do that yeah. oh yeah chew your mouth open oh, and Talk. chomp and then uh, i have yeah. no manners i it's 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 her father's fault well, yes. it seems like you're self-aware yeah. oh i am yeah. okay That's although good. i do burp i am a burper and i we burp I, a lot i'd take that from the french and we consider that good yeah manners i and, think burping's okay yeah. i think it's fine I, okay megan megan <laughs> is megan gonna make the list <laughs> megan wants to know what's the best thing you cook and does Tim and Mars? Excuse me. And does Tim and Charlie agree? So, what do you think is the best thing that you you make? A lot of great things. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Yes, yeah, so I've eaten quite a few of them, and oh. I ooh, yeah. Well, the best thing I cook, Tim on the show once I think or somewhere recently, he likes this um, little noodle situation I make. It's <laughs> <laughs> called. Hey, what do we have little, tonight? Little noodles situation. situation. He knows what it is. It means mm. we're going to have the noodles with the peas and the bacon oh, yeah, and the white sauce. Delicious. He does yeah. enjoy that. And and you don't like pasta easy. either, so nope. it's surprising mm-hmm. you like that one the I most. Know. It was I odd when pasta. he said that. Charlie's yeah. a big pasta fan. Oh, I like. Yeah. I used to real mashed potatoes. Boom. That's it. That's, you make good mashed that potatoes. That is my. Hmm? What about that frozen lasagna? Smoked chicken. I'm really good at the Stouffer's lasagna. I can whip that. Homemade. Homemade. Right out the box. Well, so it sounds like the mashed potatoes is what we're The funeral sandwiches. Oh, those are so good. The funeral sandwiches? Funeral sandwiches. Funeral sandwiches are so good. Wait a minute. Oh. So this is at your funeral. We're gonna have sandwiches. We'll be having sandwiches and spirit in the sky. Being <laughs> yeah. Can you make me funeral sandwiches? You don't know for what the lunch funeral tomorrow? sandwiches are. I don't no, have. No, they stuff. stale. No, no, no they're no, just no. Hawaiian oh, rolls with Why are they cheese. Called funeral and, home? Because people take it. They're not funeral home rolls. They're called. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> they're a lot of people take them to like funerals, like buffet oh, kind of things. They travel or, well. Yeah, yeah. So okay. and there's a lot. And there's a yeah, lot. and there's a lot of them. They the feed, feed a crowd. They feed a crowd. Yeah. yeah, they're just a little hot sandwich. Sad people are hungry. They really are. Well, you get your little after happy. funeral meal thing, you know, okay. visitation, whatever that's called. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I think we could change the name. Can it be wedding sandwich or um, potluck sandwich? Potluck. Yeah, okay. you can call it potluck sandwich. Right. But people know them by funeral sandwiches yeah, funeral and sandwiches. funeral now potatoes. You're in, now you're in. I'm yeah. in the know, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I won't taste those either because I won't be now, around. No, she does no. make great desserts, too. Oh, yeah. That yeah, is true. That is yeah. kind of my shining and you, area. Because when we go over to your house, there's always something under the dome. <laughs> my true. friend the calls that the happiness dome. corner. The happiness corner. <laughs> well, well named. Uh, what's your what's her best dessert, Tell me Time? She's got a lot of them, but she made recently like a blueberry pie concoction Ooh. thing. Concoction? Yes, mm. I can't remember. It was good. You liked it. What was that thing? That was uh, a new I had one blueberries in it. I yeah. like blueberries. I can't remember. Top ten superfood. <laughs> it is a top ten. <laughs> top what are those 10. crunchy cookies you made? 
Oh, those, oh, are, those good. are good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're making me hungry. All right, Megan, <laughs> thanks a lot making us all hungry. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Megan, for that one. Mike wants to know, on a scale of 1 to 100. Oh, that's a lot of numbers, Mike. <laughs> that's too much math, yeah. Mike. How stupid is running? Oh, is 100 the stupidest? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's hoping for something less than 100. Well, I just wanted to know which way the scale maybe, went. Maybe 12% of that. Yeah. I, yes. One would be not stupid, and 100 would be really, really, the really stupid. Most stupidest. Yeah. Is 101 an option? No. Uh, well, for me personally. Yeah, this is pointed to you. Yes. Okay. For me, running is, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure somewhere along the line on this podcast, I have mentioned what my grandmother has told me about running and my uterus falling out. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, has this Whoa. not ever been brought up? What? I don't remember oh, this conversation. Oh my goodness. This is why running is stupid. She told me I was running there for a bit and I was staying at her house and I told her I was going out for a run and she said, Marcy, you know, running will make your uterus fall out. <laughs> and I looked at her and thought, oh, she's serious. Okay. I was like, really? What do you, I mean, this woman is wise. Yeah. She's a wise she, she's yeah. passed away, but she's probably one of the smartest people I know. So I stopped and listened and said, sure. Tell me more. She, <laughs> and she probably read that in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Well, where else would she be reading? Right. She's memorized those dang things. <laughs> See, you hit your head too. Dang, I know. You hit your head so too. the um, we had somebody else recently confirmed that their doctor, their lady doctor, said the same thing that a lot of women runners who have been running a long time end up needing like that whole mesh insert thing to hold up their uterus. <laughs> Never running again. Yeah. Oh my god! So I'm gonna give it a ten for me. <laughs> it's out of a hundred. Out of a hundred. Out of a hundred. Oh, we want to go. Oh, I went the wrong way. You went the wrong I think way. I'm a stupid ten. Are you All saying ninety? Right. <laughs> I'm gonna go with ninety. Yes. Ninety. Yeah. Nine, for me, ninety percent I mean, stupid. At this age, I don't really need my uterus, but. <laughs> I feel like it's holding some other things in place. Prefer to keep it inside the yeah. body. Yeah, I don't. I mean, how embarrassing for that thing to fall out your, sho- yeah, your shorts it's terrible. while you're <laughs> yeah. taking a turn. That would be awful. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen in the halfer. I'm gonna. I'll be in the end, just in case. <laughs> you have a uterus catcher. You got my just aid to make station. Sure. <laughs> just have a little net between my knees. <laughs> oh my gosh! That got gross. Mike, I'm so sorry for that Mike, answer. Mike, you asked. Yes. <laughs> Sorry for that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Mike will never ask another question. Okay. Mike will sit silently in the corner from That's now right. on. <laughs> our very this is our very last one. All right. Our very last one. There were so many I had to had to call it down to however many we've asked. <laughs> James wants to know this is this kind of goes to the MB okay. Halfer. All right, James. What is your half mile PR? <laughs> <laughs> Your well, half mile personal record. Um, James, I'm so fast. We don't even, I can't even time it really. Um, I, I don't even know what to say because I'll find out tomorrow. James, okay. I'll go do it and I'll get back with you. <laughs> we will do an official time tomorrow. 13 4. 13 4 sounds about right. It sounds about right. 13 minutes, <laughs> four, 4 seconds. seconds. That's, that's running, but walking, I could do it in way less. <laughs> like, you probably, like you could probably walk it in seven and a half. Yeah, seven you could do and seven and a half, half for oh, sure. Yeah. Easy. Easy. I'm a yeah. super fast walker. 
Well, we have learned way too, <laughs> too many much. things. Way too many things. Sorry. No, I uh, think this has been so educational and a lot, a lot of levels. Bites back. Yeah, Charlie, it was nice having you on the show. I'm I sorry you won't be it. back. It's all right. Ladies, careful out there. Yes. Keep those uteruses intact, especially you young ones. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, no more running. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if your PE teacher makes you run and say you're scared, your uterus will fall out. Yeah, that you got to get a note for that. You got a doctor's <laughs> note for that one. Well, I think that is the Bazers, right? With that, let's end this. This is the whole crew, the Bazers. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. No, thank you. Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 89 of The Big Ass Runner. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks to everyone that was part of this show. Ben Mead for that awesome intro. Let's get that podcast launched. Ben, we're excited about that. To the nutrition expert of this show, Eve Pearson. She is awesome. You can check out NutriWorks at NutriWorksInc.com. And big shout out, as I said in the show, to Auckland, New Zealand. Thanks for listening to the show and for your support. And, of course, to Marcy and the Bazers for bringing us all the fun and laughter. Really, really appreciate that. And also a huge shout out, as always, to our audio engineer, Steve Shaka Khan Saunders. Well, again, thanks, everyone. Go out there to pathprojects.com and take advantage of the new colors of those Wheeler shorts. They are fantastic in the new liners as well. Well, as always, thanks so much for listening to this show. Get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. Basically, kind of the formula, formula, I can't say the word. Steve, you got some uh, blooper stuff to work with. Kind of the formula, the, God, I can't say, <laughs> oh my gosh, formula. There Is you it, go. We did an ask me anything pointed my direction. Yes. <gasps> pointed my direction a few weeks ago. The whole Runny. time. Stupid. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's, and, and all else, the buttons. Hit all and, the buttons, Jeff. <laughs> That's what I that's what I pipe in when I, I say something. I feel like I could have been a canned laughter person. Yeah, I, I miss my calling. You definitely could have. I know. I like dad jokes, and I always have to because <laughs> no one else will laugh at them. She more. doesn't like Dutch ovens. <laughs> oh, who does? What? Who does? Charlie, you don't know what a, tell your daughter what a Dutch oven is, Tim. <laughs> oh, I don't just, know anyone that enjoys a Dutch oven. Just cracked she does not up. like those. No, I struggle and try to get out. <laughs> well, now you know what a Saturday night at the Bazers There's looks no like. No doubt. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Charlie's it very confused. I don't that, know if that I ex- cry. That might explain the snoring, too. You just knocked her out <laughs> knocked with a Dutch oven. <laughs> oh, I know what a Dutch like, oven is. It's a sign that's... <laughs> We're a taking lot. a lot in the Baser household. The well, Baser ladies are pretty gassy. <laughs> Whoa, now. Hey, they got to expose us like that. Tim, Timmy time. You, I'm, you do your fair it. share. Only when yeah. I'm running. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we are learning so many things. <laughs>
This might have been uh, a bad this, idea. This is what happens when I come on podcast. You may want to cut this, Steve. Yeah, Steve, Steve, we got a lot of work to do with this one. Take advantage of those new Wheeler short color. Take advantage. <clears throat>